Hello, shippers. We are here with another break from our Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls? Girls. Gilmore <laughs> Gilmore Girls season. And we are buttoning in with a little book called, what is it called, Devin? Fangirl. I almost said fan Woo! fiction for a second. Fangirl. Fan fiction. <laughs> well, do we ship Kath and Levi from Fangirl? Listen to find out. Hi, everyone. I'm Steph. Those are my puppies. (laughs) And I'm Devin. (laughs) (laughs) We are really just meshing this together today, fam. It's going to be great. So basically, we decided we want to take a little break from Gilmore Girls. We've been kind of like piecing it out as we go because we have a lot of things we've been reading out the love. Yes, we have. And so this book I remember from my childhood. It's called Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. Um, and from my child, from my childhood, if from I your... said from my child, it's been a long day. But either way, I seriously loved this book and I just related with the main character so much because she loves fan fiction. It's like her favorite thing. And she writes her own fan fiction about a series called Simon Snow. <laughs> and Simon Snow is a whole lot like another series Quote that unquote we've learned HP. to love. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm really excited about it because Devin and I read this again recently and I still just really loved it. Mm-hmm. What did you think, Dev? I really enjoyed it. Um, I remember, so you actually got the book for me, um, when we went to visit your special uh, bookstore down by your place. Um, McKay's. Yes. Oh, she, um, was like, I'm going to get to you this book. I'm like, okay. So (laughs) So here we are going over the book. (laughs) Yep. I'm very excited. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Before we get into our summary and our questions about Kath and Levi, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, Devin, <gasps> what are you thankful for this week? Oh my gosh. Uh, this week. <laughs> it's only Monday, so who knows? I know, I know, but there's so much going on. So um, I'm just thankful for, you know. We're back in school. I'm thankful for being able to, uh, you know, be around kids and um, share the wealth of knowledge and, you know, that thing, you know, be a teacher. I like I like doing my, my purpose in life. You know, that's cool, right? Yeah, <laughs> so that I'm is very cool. So I'm thankful that I get to have that uh, privilege to, to do that. Yes, I'm so glad that you do too because you are made for it. Thanks. So. What about for you? Um, so for me, what am I thankful for this week? I'm thankful for fall. (laughs) You all know that I love myself, some PSLs, I love myself, some cold weather and sweaters, and it's all coming really fast, and today was like a rainy kind of cooler day, and in Virginia, you don't get these days very often in September, so I'm just feeling like it's going to be fall. Which makes you really happy. It is good. But, yes. Okay, so that's what I'm thankful for. Now let's talk about the book at hand. Which I must say, Devin, I really love. Did you read the audiobook or did you read the physical copy? Uh, both. Okay, because I loved the narrator's voice. I just, like, it, like, was so soothing I, to I me. remember that, too. I mean, 
I'm sorry, guys. It's been it's been a hot second since I listened to this yeah. or read it. <laughs> Not gonna lie, um, but I did. I, I also agree. I did really enjoy it, and the way that he um, it did some of the fan fiction reading too, and like did the yep. did his little voice changes and sort. It was really good. It was really good. It was really good. It was good that there was the guy that was doing that, and then the girl that was Kath. And I just I thought it was really well done. So either way, if you haven't read Fangirl. Uh, first of all, it. probably shouldn't be listening to this because we're going to go over spoilers. So there's my spoiler alert. But second of all, definitely read it using the audiobook if you're an audiobook person because it's just really well done. Yeah, I agree. But um, okay, actually, so, for some of my students, when I, I encourage them to do um, audiobooks, is I didn't really get into audiobooks till recently, but I mm-hmm. always encourage them, and they're like, "Oh, audiobooks are boring." They're just having yeah. someone read and it to like, you. I'm no, like, no, no, there are some really good audiobooks out there. There really are. Um, speaking of which, the other one that I thought was really good was Six of Crows. I know, it's really good. I was, it was so good with all the different hint, narrators. Hint, hint, hint. Hint, to everyone listening. We're going to be doing some fun Halloween-y stories soon, and one of them is Six of Crows. Woo. So keep following. Yeah, till then. Till then, we're doing let's fangirl. talk about Fangirl. Um, just because I relate to it so much. I love this book. So my little summary for Fangirl. Essentially, there's this girl named Kath. She's just graduated from high school. She lives with her twin sister, Ren. And it's funny because their names are Kath and Ren because her mother, who left them when was she was very young, only had one to name, name picked out. Yes, she only had one name picked out, <laughs> Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> and when she had twins, she was like, uh, well, Kath and Ren. So, so that's kind of where that comes from. But they, her mom left her when she was very young, and it's her and her sister, and they live with her dad. And her dad is this like marketing guru, mm-hmm. but he's kind of got some like mental issues. Like sometimes he goes into these like crazy moments in his life, and the two girls really have helped to take care of him over the years. Um, so when they go to college, he kind of goes through a little bit of a spiral. And Kath is a little bit more introverted. Her sister, Ren, is a little bit more extroverted. So we see Ren, you know, kind of experimenting, going out with friends, (laughs) getting drunk all the time. We see Kath, who's more introverted, staying in her room, being really sad because she wants to tell her sister all these things going on in her life, um, but feeling like she's not able to. So we see a little bit of a rift in their relationship. We also see at some point her dad has a little bit of a mental breakdown. She has to go home, hang out with him, and Ren doesn't really want to do that. Ren is also more open to speaking to their mom once she starts reaching out. And this just incites Kath. So there's a big part of the book where Kath is just not wanting to talk to Ren, and Ren is not wanting to talk to Kath, and it's kind of sad. But throughout this time, we see Kath go through a few different guys um, in her experience. So she, just a little bit more on Kath, she wrote... She's like a very kind of famous fan fiction writer who writes fan fiction about Simon Snow, which is <clears throat> sort of like Harry Potter. <laughs> um, but she has a lot of followers. Like there are people on campus who know about her story. They just don't know she's the writer of it. Um, and basically over time, she takes writing classes, all of these different things. Uh, her teacher, she submits one of the things she was writing about Simon Snow to her teacher. And her teacher's mad because she's like, you can't just write someone else's stories. And it's this whole thing with Kath trying to figure out, is fan fiction really my unique storytelling? Is it me just ripping off another person? Right. Uh, but she's really good at it nonetheless. So 
We see her with Abel, her first boyfriend from high school. They eventually break up. It was sort of a mutual thing. I mean, not mutual, like he brought it up, but really they didn't really like each other too much. Then she starts writing with this kid named Nick, and he's part of her writing, writing class, class, I guess. Yeah. And they have a really great time writing together in the library really for a long time. And then we see Levi come into the picture. And Levi is her roommate. What, what's her roommate? Reagan? Reagan, yeah. Something like that. Uh, we see her roommate come into the picture who's this, like, big, like, you know, very rebellious bold, yeah. kind of, very bold roommate who makes fun of her, but, like, in a loving way. And her, her ex-boyfriend, Levi, is constantly in the room. And so we see these feelings start to, like, start with Levi and Kath. And sort of also Nick, because Nick is like her writing buddy. Mm -hmm. Eventually, at the end of the story, we find out Nick has been trying to steal her work this whole time. So we don't like Nick. Um, and we find out that Levi really loves Kath. I mean, he can't really read too well, and he lets her read to him, and it calms him down. And this is very cute little thing. Um, they go through their ups and downs. He's caught kissing another girl when she thinks she has feelings for him and she doesn't know how to process it. And he's confused because he didn't know if she liked him. It's a whole thing. But <laughs> Kath and Levi end up together. Kath and Ren end up, you know, making up and being good sisters again. And that's where we end the story. So that well is done. a long-winded summary. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. From memory, that is my long-winded summary. But so... When it comes to Kath and Levi, let's chat. Would you like to read our first question, Dan? Absolutely. Let's do it. So yeah. after breaking up with Abel and talking to her sister, Ren, Kath feels that the real love her sister speaks of and that she writes in her fanfic is just that, fantasy. Is this true? That's so hard. I, I mean, obviously, at the end of this book, I think the author says it's not just a fanfic. Like, Kath finally experiences it in her real life with right. Levi. Um, however, like, I, I think she is able to say, like, oh, Abel, at least what I was, what I had with Abel wasn't real love and what mm -hmm. I have with Levi is. Um, but I do think, to some extent, there is a degree of fantasy in the real love story sometimes. Sure. Um, we're just so used to this Disneyfied, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like you're my soulmate from the moment I saw you, and magic beams hit me in the head. So now I know we're meant to be together forever. That I magic don't think is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that is the fantasy of it all. But I do think that there is a real love out there to be got. And I think you can see that because Kath doesn't have that with Nick or with Abel, but she could have just had a relationship with them and it would have been one thing. But her relationship with Levi is different. There's something much deeper to it, which I think is the type of real love that she's talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm conflicted as well. Um, in part, I, I disagree because real love does, in fact, exist. Uh, right. It's not the same. It's not like some lie that's just told to teenagers. That like, um, However, the media perverts real love and makes it sound or feel like a fantasy which yeah. is kind of like where i agree with you and with kath like some books shows and movies truly make love sound like a fantasy that no regular joe schmo can achieve right so she's right in that sense but she's also not wholly um wrong because uh oh she, excuse me she's not right in that sense but she's not wholly right either um, or wholly wrong. Oh, oh my gosh. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But uh, she 
just hasn't had it yet right it's out there she just has to find it and she's she puts up walls and it takes her a little bit of time but um and we'll get more to that very shortly as well but right i think the root of it is um right in that fan fiction and even some um fiction today with like i said the movies and tv shows and books like it's elaborated it's just blown out of proportion and there's fantasy aspects to love which aren't always whole so i agree disagree mixed but it's out there you gotta find it. yep yes you do all right our next question here what does each boy in kath's life symbolize (laughs) to her abel nick and levi yeah so it's funny that his name is abel but he's not able to keep the relationship going <laughs> yeah uh, so abel is uh kath's safety net i think um and it's what tethers her to her high school life um everything else in her life is changing but abel is able to <laughs> remain constant um ren calls it like it is and abel is kath's crutch abel is the end table um that she just is able to rest upon and uh, lean on and uh, it's a nice comforting feeling but it's also not what she wants Um, so then we get to Nick and Nick is the guy who she thinks she belongs with Um, he's crafty and he loves writing and there's this first college boy crush aspect with him Um, but nothing ever feels right Um, he never extends himself past the writing stage. It's they, mm-hmm. they just have that very one area of their relationship that they focus on instead of expanding from there. Lastly, we run into Levi and uh, Levi, however, is revealed to be Kath's true constant and helps her through her struggles. Um, he's the social butterfly to her recluse and he helps her break out of her own cocoon. And uh, I think he's just, the one that she's been waiting for in a sense like she had to get through mm-hmm. abel and nick in order to realize that this is what i'm looking for in the long run mm-hmm. yeah no i think i agree um ultimately abel is the guy that's boring but safe <laughs> nick is the guy that's not safe and kind of a drag but he's kind of exciting like i think mm-hmm. he shows her the attention that she's looking for um when her sister's not really Absolutely. around anymore she, she's um, been yearning for that love he's kind of like the bad not realizing boy. that she's really just looking for attention rather than love um but yep. eventually that turns into real love with levi yep and then levi i think he's the one that He's not looking for anything. He doesn't have any ill intentions mm-hmm. when it comes to her. He just wants her he wants her to be in the best spot that she can be in her life, yeah. not just that, but he wants to love her through her ups and downs. Yep. And so we see Abel who's not really willing to even get into the ups and downs. We see Nick who is exciting but kind of a bad boy and not really <laughs> looking out for her best you know, her best intentions. And then Levi, who I think is, like you said, constant and true and helps, you know, stand by her side no matter what. Absolutely. All so right. I think those are the three men's. The three men's of Kath. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, life hits Kath hard with new changes as she enters college. 
Are her issues with college realistic, or do you think Kath creates her own problems for herself? Also, why is change so difficult to handle in general? I definitely think Kath creates her own problems. <laughs> you can see where like, I created this question. Like, I, yeah. I specifically wanted to focus on this. I vibe with her in this. I know she's you anxious, do. and she doesn't stop thinking. And I know I think you do. For her, that's why that's why going to college is so hard because she wants to take care of her dad and she doesn't want to be told what to she write. She wants to she be able to do wanna... it all. Yeah, she wants to be able to do all these things and she's like, screw this institution that wants to make me into something I'm not. Like, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> um, but eventually I think she comes around to it. I mean, yes. she, she learns uh, not to take credit for something that's not hers. She learns... Um, she learns what it feels like when someone tries to take credit for your work. And critiques. She learns and and... how to, yeah, she learns how to be independent and let her dad live his life. And I think that's what college is sort of all about. Um, and I think change is difficult to handle for her because she's the more introverted sibling. She's sort of like the one who has followed Ren around for years. And now she's out in college trying to figure out her own way. And it's a struggle for her. Yeah, um, absolutely. But ultimately, she deals with it. So yeah, no, uh, I think some of her issues are realistic, but uh, for others, I'm like, come on, girl, what are you doing to yourself? What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Um, Kath has a habit of making her own problems for herself, and we see that throughout the novel. And in some ways, I can relate to Kath in that I also have difficulty with change. Um, I think everyone, in some way, shape, or form, struggles with this because we don't like waves; we prefer smoother sailing. Um, and when our boats shake, it throws us off balance and we feel lost and no one really likes that feeling. So I, I, I agree that she do, does go through a lot of waves and some of those waves are manifested in herself and some of those waves mm -hmm. are, you know, just regular life. Like regular life stuff. It happens, man. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. But no, I agree that change is just, it's difficult because it's so brand new and not everyone likes taking that next step and i'm right there she almost I'm, drops out i'm right there with you guys so uh yeah for sure but yeah moving but okay moving so the reveal that levi and reagan aren't dating is pretty big i love that she assumes this whole time i know that they are. That awesome. is hilarious. <laughs> uh how does levi su sub subtly i never know how to say this subtly. when i look at it subtly let kath know that he's into her and how does he act as her crash course to boys <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny kind of is <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he spends so much time with her. He even shows up when Reagan isn't even at the dorm or supposed to. I know. Like, she she, has she to had it. to know. Come on, like, come, like, come on. But, it is her first, like, real exposure correct. to love. So, and even, like, when Reagan's not even supposed to be home for, like, an extended period of time, he just shows up and is, like, sitting outside the door. Um, and he helps her slowly open up. He never pushes her to do anything even though he's mm -hmm. older and quote-unquote wiser in this field um yeah he only ever encourages her to be herself and he loves her for that but i it, it, he's just there and present and you know like teaching her the ropes in a sense like how to be mm -hmm. in a relationship or how to have because she's never had that experience of how to have a relationship I mean, right. she had a thing with Abel, but it, like it wasn't real. So he's just there to help her process how to do it. And just like sure. he's very patient and very kind and just wanting to like 
I'm in it and I will help I and am. I'll help you through it. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Levi tries his hardest not to directly say it to her, but to show her in every way possible. And that's why it's so funny to me that she doesn't catch on to it until he literally tells her. Um, I do think it's it's kind of on par for Kath, though, as far as, like, her being young and experiencing all this for the first time and yada yada. Um, and he acts as her crash course to boys. He's so kind to her. He, like, doesn't pressure her, like you said, at all. And he's just constantly there for her, whether right. or not the evening is fun or not fun. Like, when he goes to find her sister super drunk, he's, like, still willing to go with her, take care of her, take care of her sister. Like, I think he's just very, like, patient with her. And he understands she's not just a girl that he's crushing on, but also a human being yeah. that, like, needs he has great true love patience. and true support. He really does. So, and he shows up. He drives her everywhere. Mm -hmm. He shows up when her dad is in the hospital. Like, it's... It's a big thing. Yeah. I think that he is a really supportive dude, and I love yeah, to see Yeah, and I that. think it's important that she has someone who's just constant. Not that she needs to, like, lean on him or just, like, have him be her crutch, but just, like, someone who's just there and supporting her throughout the entire yeah. ups and downs um, that she 100%. goes through. 100%. Um, Definitely. Cool. Moving on. Kath has issues with trusting people. Her mom, her sister, Nick levi even yeah they have all given her reasons to trust no one she fears everyone will leave her do her feelings have grounding and how does levi help her begin to trust others and herself mm -hmm. well i think her feelings have some grounds i mean her mom left when she was very young mm -hmm. Um, you can tell that that kind of seeps into the rest of her life. Yep. Her dad is kind of an unstable dude. Not saying he's a bad dude, but he's unstable. Um, Abel's not really the most dependable. Her sister kind of drops out for a, li a little while. <laughs> uh, we see this happen with Nick again, even Levi. So, like, I think she has grounds to fear this. Um, I don't necessarily think like I think sometimes she over dramatizes it in her own mind and stops herself from having something really good. Yeah. Um, but I think I think Levi begins to unravel this because even after the terrible thing happens between them, he comes back like he he gives her space. But eventually he like shows his commitment to her in other ways correct and that's what i think is really important is when when the bad thing happens that you don't run away that you come back mm -hmm. and we see this happen with her sister again it takes her a little bit longer um but these are the two people she can really trust in her life same with her dad um to some degree but then you see like people who do who do not react very well and that's like her mom who mm -hmm. the moment that shit hits the fan she runs she is out yeah. again and that scene made me really mad in the hospital when oh, her mom came yeah. and was like, this isn't my place to be here. I'm like, excuse me. It's absolutely <laughs> your place to be there. Peace out and don't come back. Um, yeah, if you leave, like, that's it. I'm not, I'm not going to try and find you and don't expect yeah. anything of me. So, Right, exactly. I mean, you gotta, so, you got to extend love and trust and everything. But, like, there comes a point where you just have to forgive and move on in a sense yes no exactly you can't hold a grudge but you can't also like expect them to keep on uh to keep giving them second chances when it's hurt, right, hurting right, right. you in the process but regardless absolutely i feel like she does have 
strong grounding. Um, like you said, her mom leaving, um, her sister just like abandoning her when she goes to college and going out to parties and being with all the guys. And it's she's just trying too much to be so different that she just leaves her sister sprawling out of control in a sense um, mm-hmm. when she's actually the one that's going out of control. <laughs> um, and like I said, with Nick and Levi, like we'll talk about Levi and his slip up um, shortly, but um, she definitely has grounding and Kath has like a terrible history with trust. And I don't blame her for closing doors and boarding them up. Like, and it's not no, just me like, neither. She, and it's right. Like she's not just someone that like closes the door. She also like, has to put the nail in the door to also like make sure that it stays closed. Yep. Um, yep. But she's opened herself up so many times and is just always treated poorly for doing so. So she kind of has just learned to always feel like she's going to lose someone's trust or just not be able to put her trust in someone. Right. So when it comes to Levi, I think um, it's definitely a slow process. Mm-hmm. It's not something that is instant. Um, but he has to work at building that trust back. And I think that's essential for any relationship is that you have to keep on building that trust back. Um, some people say that once you lose your trust, it's gone. I'm like, well, yes, but, but if the relationship is worth it, you need to keep working at it. Like any relationship is not going to be 100% perfect. Um, Definitely. And I think he he really puts in the time and effort. He's very consistent in his nature and just his general goodness um, helps just show that he's in this despite what has happened in the past. Yep, definitely. Well, speaking of despite what has happened in the past. (laughs) So next question does Levi get off the hook too easily for kissing another girl after he kissed Kat? <laughs> um, no, I don't think he gets off e- like easily. Um, she is definitely not happy with him, and uh, she really hands it to him and is very vocal and an advocate for herself in this situation. Um. He definitely has some explaining to do. <laughs> yes, he does. And even then, he doesn't have the right words when he's trying to, like, talk through. Like, he, he, he screwed up. <laughs> but he, I don't know. He done I don't up. know what the situation was that kind of led to that moment of um, him kissing the other girl. They don't really talk too much about, like why he did it it was just more in the sense of like he did it and like okay let's move on from here because what we had was much better and more important than what i was doing i don't think he gets off too easily i kind of think she goes a little too ham on if i'm honest (laughs) like they were not together when this happened and she kind of was well they weren't even they'd even start but like I know they, but in her I understand mind, her being mad. Correct. She overthought it. In her like, mind, as soon as she kissed him, like, we're together. And that's not necessarily right. how it works. Right. You have to have a conversation about, like, right. hey, do you want to <laughs> continue this? 
No, exactly. I just, I think she was a little harsh on him. She, like, lost her mind a little bit and left campus and just all this stuff happened. And then she comes back and he's like, where did you go? Yeah, and all, can I explain myself, all please? For, uh, <laughs> all for a boy. I know, I know. crazy. I know, but ultimately I would have been mad too, but I just don't know if it was justifiably mad. Oh, yeah. That's the real question. That's fair. Yeah, I, I'd concur. I'd agree. I'd agree I with concur. you. Um, moving on. What do they each offer to the relationship? And is either one weak in some area? Hmm. Kath challenges Levi to think. She challenges him to study and read and, and critically think. Yeah. Levi challenges her to step out of her comfort zone and to be calm. And that's what I really love about him is he's chill and he's happy. And sometimes she's overthinking and he's just like, calm down, have some Starbucks. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, and for her, sometimes she brings him to a higher level of analytical thinking, which I think is a really good back and forth. Um, so I think they both offer the best qualities of themselves in this relationship and it helps the other person grow into a more well-rounded person. Is either one weak in some area? I mean, yes, Kath <laughs> has like no self-confidence and Levi like doesn't read the room very often. <laughs> so I think the two of them do have weak spots, but they bring each other to a better place. I'd agree with that. Um, I think they both bring the best of themselves to the table to help each other um, mm -hmm. and to see each other grow through through them. Um, yep. Kath is just so insecure, whereas Levi isn't necessarily wholly like self-righteous, but he just has a good persona about him and a good aura about him that mm -hmm. he just helps her be more open to things and just um accept who she is in the process like she feels like she, every time that um she th does something that's not normal quote unquote because like oh she's into fan fiction or oh she has like posters of simon snow up on her wall like, yeah yeah she yeah. gets so self-conscious and like oh my god he's judging me whereas he's like no this is cool like it's cute it, it's, yeah. it's part of you and i like you so accept right. it um so I think they just have a good like pull and take in the sense of that. Mm -hmm. And um, he's the extrovert that Kath needs to guide her through her college and also mm -hmm. help her just, you know, accept who she is and accept her past and move forward from that. Yep. Well, what is one of your favorite scenes between these two? Oh, man. Um, I love all scenes with Levi because he's such a great guy. He really is. I'm in love with him, <laughs> I, personally. I love the party scene. Uh, excuse me, not the party scene. The uh, the bar scene where he, like, gets defensive of... Punches that guy right yeah, out. I love that scene. Um, anytime that he's walking her home, like, he just knows and, like, shows up when she's finishing her sessions with Nick. Or he's like call me when you leave the library and I'll walk you home. Like he just, he just has that good natured, like not possessive, but just like you shouldn't be doing this alone. I will be that person that helps you um, yep. or walks you from your, from the library to your dorm. Um, he even runs out and gets like coffee at random times. 
screams because he works at I Starbucks. Know, he's like, so he's cute. like, hold on, let me go grab a coffee. And then he comes back with like two options. And he's like, good, because I wanted this one anyway. <laughs> like, yep. he's, he's just a great guy. Um, so those are some of my favorite scenes. I love whenever she reads to him. Oh, those, those are, are good my times favorite too. scenes. Mm-hmm. Whenever she reads to him, he is like at peace and like his eyes are closed and he's hugging a pillow. And I just really <laughs> picture, I picture it. She wrote that, those scenes really, really well. She and did. I think that it's a, it very much captures mm-hmm. the Kath and Levi experience, if you will. Yeah. Um, I've been, so recently I've seen uh, posts on um, Instagram about her. Um, so Rainbow Rowell is doing a graphic novel of fangirl i don't know if you saw that or get out no i did not she's been been releasing there's two volumes that are currently out and the third one will be coming out i don't know if it'll be coming out this year or not but relatively it's coming out um so i i'm curious if those will end up on my shelf or not just because i enjoyed this so much and graphic novels are cool like i don't necessarily like graphic novels i haven't read them a whole lot but they're cool and i think they're a good way to communicate text so i they might end up i on didn't my know she was working on that that is yeah. so neat so well cool that was totally off topic but but still totally relevant mm-hmm. um okay so let's move on uh oh it's your turn yeah so moving on why is kath able to craft some love scenes in her writing but not able to accept love from those around her I think it comes back to her trust issues. It does. I mean, she has all this love in her heart and in her head, and she has the the idea of what she wants, but she doesn't actually see it fulfilled in the people around her mm-hmm. in, in reality. So she she trusts more than her sister Levi, Nick. She trusts more than them, her characters. She trusts Simon Snow and Baz or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. That's where she puts her trust rather than in the people around her. So I think... That's why she struggles so much is because she doesn't even give them the chance to prove to her that they're trustworthy. Right. Plus, Baz and Simon are people she can completely control. She, like, has control <laughs> over them and their relationship. And so when she doesn't have that type of control in her own life, like, oh, I'm going to just write what he's feeling, then she she doesn't yeah, know how to deal with it. You can't do that. Yeah. Right. She struggles with that a lot. Mm-hmm. Not able to control the situation or control people. That's definitely in her yep. uh, faults. But um, like you said, I think it stems back to her inability to trust other people and human touch and opening her heart up to love or in, are in a way more intimate moments. Um, sure. She only allows Levi to really touch her when she's reading to him mm-hmm. um, just because she's at ease, he's at ease and they're just able to put down their walls and just be yeah, with and each other. Well. Um, obviously they have to grow from there, but I think that's a great moment of her just like able to relax the mind, able to relax herself and just um, open herself up than what she had before so because she has issues with trust she can easily allow herself to move past those barriers um yep but no i'm done okay all right cool so moving on near the end um wait did we read this already nope 
Oh, no. Near the end, Levi confronts Kath as to why he's never around Ren, her sister. So Kath reveals she fears <laughs> that he will choose Ren. Does this make, does this feeling she has make any sense? Uh, oh, my gosh. So, again, I hate that Kath creates her own issues. So let me get into this. She really does. <laughs> Kath is always trying to compare herself to her sister. She's always mm-hmm. felt like the odd one out. And she sees her sister as a better version of herself in some way. So it does kind of make sense. But I, but honestly, I don't understand why she would believe Levi would so easily fall for Ren after everything they've been through. I know. How constant he's been for... She's so insecure. Yeah, it's just coming back again. It's, and then we were like towards the end of the novel when this came up. I was like, I thought we were past this. Why are we yeah, having... Yeah, didn't we move on? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just... You would think that she would have more faith in him and in their relationship. And yet she still doubts herself. And and through doubting herself, she doubts Levi. And I just, I got to that point in the text. And I was like, girl, what are you doing? And it's super clear you that got he through likes so her. much. And you're still right. conflicted with like, does this guy actually love me? Well, it's super clear that he likes her. Like he's not. He's not hanging around her sister. Mm-hmm. He's hanging around I her. I love and he when because doesn't Ren wear glasses? No. Yeah, Ren yeah, yeah. Ren doesn't wear glasses, and she wears. And One she, of them wears glasses. And, she, and he was like, yes. "Whenever you take those glasses off, Clark can't like warn me or something like that." I was like, "That is yes. hilarious. That is funny." <laughs> well, the thing is, like, Levi's a really friendly guy, so I can understand that. Like, sometimes she might be Come like, Ooh, "Why is he being friendly? Right. Why is he flirting with that yeah. girl?" He is but very. He's a very flirty guy. He's very lovable, though. He's not inappropriately flirty. No, 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 no. I don't think there are some dudes that are like, "Oh yeah, I'm just being friendly," and it's like, "No, you're, you're being, being flirty. Injured. Shut up." <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Levi's never like that, and he's never given her any indication that you know besides, he would leave besides her for his one rent. slip up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was just—he was just uncomfortable, <laughs> and he was just trying to say something nice. But th- he was an idiot in that moment. I just can't believe she held on to it for so long. I know is, is what I'm thinking. But that's really it. I, I think that ultimately she's so insecure. It's so sad because she's obviously beautiful and the apple of his eye. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why she has any. Yeah, issue I don't with know. That. But I had to create a question because I was just like, how can you just, yeah. <laughs> we're, so, yeah. we're so close to the Girl, end. Girl, move on. <laughs> but no, it's it's a good closure. Like she had to have closure with her mom. He had to, she had to have closure with her dad. Like this was a good moment for her to also have closure with Levi and to mm-hmm. solidify her. Like I'm loved because he loves me, not because he loves like. The image of me. Right. So, which is also my sister you know correct so that's why i i I understand the reasoning behind it but i was just like are you kidding me right now are uh, you kidding me (laughs) but i know again next question um on a side note what are your thoughts about ren so totally moving across (laughs) we're finished with levi and kath at the moment we'll continue we'll continue with them very shortly but i wanted to sidestep real quick to talk about ren because i have feelings (laughs) I know you don't like Ren, but I think I would like Ren. I think I would be no. friends with Ren in real life. I really do. She's an idiot at some points. and But the thing is, she gets over it. Everyone has a college phase where they're, like, insufferable. I, I remember that. I had that phase. And Ren goes through this <laughs> insufferable phase. And it's clear that she's going through, like, a bad phase because she's not talking to her sister. And she thinks she's, like, better than her or whatever. But I actually like Ren. I'm not like damaged Ren. like you. Oh, I hated that line. Oh. 
Listen, though, like, siblings say shit like that to each other. They say hurtful things, and it doesn't justify it. I just think it makes it, like, they're sisters, you know? Like, she she ends up apologizing, and she says, I don't know, like, I would have hated me, too, in those moments. Yeah. I know you probably don't like her. I'm not a fan of Ren, okay? I know. I feel like she just always saw herself as a better as a better version than what um, Kath was going through, like dealing with in a sense. And she was very. She does have a. I'm very, going through more than. Yeah, you. she was very selfish yeah. and neglected her sister and her father in the process, and yeah. she caused unnecessary drama because she wanted to have her own college fling. And I get that. Like it's important to be your own person, to have your own experiences. But that was not the way to go about it. And then to yeah, try and like agreed. sneakily contact your mom and just without, she told without her like about being that. open about it with with Kath and sort like and so that's uh, again that's why I created the question because I I wanted to trash because you didn't you don't like Ren <laughs> I wanted to trash talk Ren a little bit Naturally. sorry Ren lovers but I was just not a fan of that character yep. I feel you. I mean, I understand the reasoning. I just sort of, I think she comes to, she comes to a better I don't, place. I, I didn't really feel like she had a good circle moment, like full, like there wasn't any. You don't? I, I, what about when she's in the hospital and she like apologizes and everything? She was still mad at her dad after that though. So. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> I guess you're right. And the dad was like, I'm putting my foot down. And she's like, yeah. oh no, you don't. And he's like, well, I'm kind of doing it anyway. So. I'm kind of doing it anyway. Well, that's why I like her dad because he's not afraid. Yeah, you're right. Anyways. But last question. Yes, 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 yes. Devin, mm-hmm. do we ship Kath and Levi? I do. Although they have a lot of ups and downs, I think that they work well together and even though mm-hmm. she doubts herself and she um in doing so doubts him like if there's just something about like once you find the reason that yes i am loved so much more can come from that like there's so much growth and other things that will come from this moment and i feel like they will have a stronger future because of everything that they've been through right 100 percent uh, I definitely ship it. I think they're adorable. I think that Kath needs to grow up a little bit and Levi needs to also grow up a little bit, but I think that they are very good for each other and I can see them growing into a very healthy relationship. Yeah. All right. Well, there well, are our thoughts on Kath and Levi from Fan. Do we get any uh, any comments? Yeah, I have. I have one here, and this is from Taylor from the one half of the Book Was Better podcast. Hey, Taylor. <laughs> she says, "Where do I start? They're perfect. I love how supportive they are of each other and how much they bring the other person out of their shell. They mm-hmm. complement each other so well, and I love this book." sad face emoji (laughs) oh that's great i think fangirl is such a it's like a one shot right like there's not a series but i still just felt as compelled to kath and levi as i would for a couple in a series i think it's really cool go ahead no i'm sorry i think rainbow rowell did just like a really great job yeah she definitely did crafting the two of them and making them a very very wholesome very nice couple yeah I also think it's really cool that she did the spinoff series with, uh, like, she actually wrote, um, what's it called, Onward Son? No. Yeah. Is, no, what's the book it's that like she's It's like the writing? Simon Snow, right? Yeah, but what, she's, what is she writing? What's the book that she's writing the entire oh, time? Oh, I don't know. I forget now. Shoot. 
regardless, I think it's really cool that she did the spinoff series with actually like writing out Simon and Baz. <laughs> like, yes, really I think cool. it's awesome. I think the whole world she created is awesome. Yeah, uh, but no, I I think the idea and everything behind it is really cool. So, all right, yep. go ahead, Steph, take it away. Awesome. Well, I mean, that's the end of our episode. Thank you guys for listening this far. And if you're enjoying the podcast or if you have any critiques or comments, please rate and review. We would love to hear from you. It really helps no matter where you're listening to the podcast. Absolutely. And if you're loving it, want to send us some comments or want to um, message us just to keep the conversation rolling, you can email us at weshipitpodcast at gmail.com or you can follow us on social media. We'd love to chat. Yes, indeed. And stay tuned. There are lots of fun spooky season episodes and fall-themed episodes coming up. Lots more Gilmore Girls, Six of Crows. We're talking about Twilight. So get excited. (laughs) Um, And anyway, uh, oh, I guess I should end the episode now. (laughs) So from Rainbow Rowell's fangirl, I choose you over everyone. Yay. Have a good week, everybody. Bye, guys. (laughs) 